Hi, this is Ray Edwards from RayEdwards.com, and when I want to have an impact, I know there's one guy I can turn to who will inspire me to do that very thing. And you're listening to his show right now, Ken MacArthur. Hi, this is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Ken MacArthur's The Impact Factor Podcast, which means you are prepared to ignite. Bob Yeager here from Self-Reliance Media, and today I have Ken MacArthur, and we're going to talk about what is the Impact Project. Ken, how you doing, brother? Doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. Keeping out of the cold, staying in the house as much as possible. How about yourself? The same. I'm trying to get ready for spring. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny how people say, I live in Pennsylvania because of seasons. Yeah, there's a couple seasons I'd like to not have, right? <laughs> but let's talk about the Impact Project. Ken, you have a big vision here. And it's growing and you're making a lot of progress with it. But I want to start with three main points. There's three facets to the impact project. I think a lot of people aren't really aware of. And some people are like, well, what does this have to do with me? Depends on who you are, really. I look at a state-of-the-art film, commercial production, and broadcast studio being built in the greater Philadelphia area. Tell me about that. What we're putting together is a facility that will be capable of doing the type of film work that was done on shows like The Mandalorian, the space in which you can actually create a virtual environment that could be anything from a spaceship like The Mandalorian has in it, another mm -hmm. world, or it could be used for commercials. And the advantages of those types of things is that you can actually create an environment that people can see in real life and act in in real life and you can change the location instantaneously you can even move the sun in the sky you can have that beautiful twilight last forever you can move from location to location without all of the expense of building sets and all those kinds of things that enable somebody to actually see the vision together collaboratively and then to be able to work in real time in that environment until you get it exactly the way that you want. It shortens the post-production. You can get all of the color and the lighting and everything else in place. It enables you to create worlds that you couldn't even be in in the real world. And it also enables you to quickly move from spot to spot. In the Impact Factor movie, we had over 20 locations that we had to move to. And that involves getting in your cars, your trucks, hauling all the equipment, getting all set up again, and shooting a scene. Whereas in a virtual productions studio, you're protected from the weather, you're protected from all those outside distractions, noise, and everything else that might infect a location. And you can change it every five minutes if you want to. Yeah. And I think a lot of folks in the commercial space don't realize how much virtual production is a big thing right now. I read a paper, I think it was done by some kind of film institute over in Europe, and they said the virtual spaces are reducing production costs up to 80% simply because you can change the environment without building sets, without building props. You're basically building the floor set, but everything around you is in that virtual screen space. And I've seen how Disney has been doing that with Star Wars and Marvel and all these other different things. They're using that virtual space a lot. And to have something like that in Pennsylvania, my God, how many movies are made here anyway, right? Lots and lots of movies. If you just walk through the Philadelphia airport, you can go down that the causeway and see 
movie after movie that was made in Philadelphia with all kinds of wonderful films going back for decades. Same here in Pittsburgh. Hoffa was filmed here. A Van Damme movie was filmed here right at our our old uh, Civic Arena where the Penguins play. We had a Bruce Willis movie filmed here. Actually, my old boss let them use his land to jump a car. (laughs) <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. And I watched the movie and I'm like, how'd they get from Mount Washington to Fox Chapel? That was really quick. But That's that was amazing. the thing they had to do. They had to clear certain roads, shoot different scenes. It take weeks or months on end to do that one scene where with what you're doing, they can flash scene to scene pretty rapidly. Yeah. And you can do that in commercial production too. A 30 or 60 second commercial may have five or six locations Instead of traveling to all those locations, you can actually shoot your product in five different locations, get the variety you want without having to build sets and or go to those physical locations and deal with the issues that are there in the real world. Yeah, and I see that as the element for like certain documentaries as well. One of the biggest issues with documentaries is we need that information out there. We need that education out there. But at the same time, a lot of documentary filmmakers can't get the funding because it is so expensive because they have to go to so many places to be able to do what they're doing. Meanwhile, if they have the scenes already shot, they don't have to fly their whole production crew all over to place and everything. They can have it in one house. So when I look at it, I look at the commercial production. I look at the film development side of things, but then I look at the educational side of things, a creative workspace like that, a modern updated creative workspace that universities just don't provide can walk hand in hand with a lot of different major universities. Their students can come there and work in a collaborative space. Tell me about the educational element. I've always been trying to teach people how to have greater impact by leveraging art, science, and technology. And this facility allows us to teach with the latest technologies. We haven't even touched on things like live events and broadcast kinds of things, the way that you can move through sets and stuff like that. There's a real need for people that know these technologies and we can train them in a facility that is world-class. We have major universities and film schools that don't have this technology or this kind of a studio in-house. We can work with those universities and with local educational institutions, people that want to educate people on the latest technologies. And there's high-paying jobs that are available for these technologies right now. People are hurting for people that are exploring this, and it's creative, and it's interesting, and it's just amazing what the future is going to bring for us. We haven't even talked about things like game building or virtual reality or the metaverse. And the metaverse is virtually endless with the real estate development in that and everything. And if this can lend to that, it takes it to another level that people just didn't expect. And what I look at is I've been in production for a long time, making videos and sound recordings and sound studios and everything. And I have to go to a bunch of different things to make that all happen. And I would like to be able to go to one place and just be able to do it all one place. Look, I teach a lot of wilderness skills videos as well, right? And I'm coming out with a Roku TV show and all these different things. When I go out into the woods and it starts pouring down the rain, it ruins my day. (laughs) I love being out there in the wilderness and showing that real environment. But if I can mimic that environment, sometimes that's what I need to have happen as well. And I know there's many other companies that need that. I love the model because phase by phase, if you're looking at the production, the educational, and we'll talk about the foundational element later on. When you look at that, you need a commercial space past the investor phase to be able to fund the project. 
through commercial development. And that's such a smart model. Most kids in a university or school, they're not getting that. They're not seeing that entrepreneurial aspect of it as well. So in real time, they'd be able to see the development of this is what a contract looks like. This is what a real production setup looks like. This is what it looks like from the commercial element to funding the the institute, let's call it, that you're putting together, right? And then from there, you're looking to actually be able to fund and support creative art, science, and technology with this. Exactly. There's so many synergies in being able to do that. Students will be able to work on actual commercial projects and feature films. You don't get that kind of experience unless you spend a lifetime trying to work your way up. Being able to walk into a situation like this, get the training that you need, and then to be able to to work on actual projects is priceless. So that's number one. And you hit on something that's really near and dear to my heart. Uh, I believe that we all make an impact whether we want to or not, and that we can leverage art, science, and technology to make that impact so much bigger than we ever could just working by ourselves. We live in kind of a torn, polarized world right now, and there's so many things that we can do to create positive impact through collaboration. And I want to leave a legacy well beyond my life to be able to fund projects that are creative and positive and collaborative in ways that make the world better. That's what we want when we leave the world, is hopefully we will have left it at least a little bit better. Working together, we can do so much more than we ever could alone. That's my passion in life. That's what I want to do. So we're setting up a foundation that will do things like take underutilized resources, film equipment that's not being used. And there's just hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of that equipment sitting within a 10 mile radius of me right this second yeah it's just sitting on a shelf <laughs> collecting dust shelf and doing nothing nobody's maintaining it it just sits there and then when they got to use it they got to do some maintenance and everything yeah, right exactly right? so we're going to be able to take in through our nonprofit organization equipment and technology and be able to repurpose that whether we sell it off to people that can actually use it or mm -hmm. we take some of the prime equipment and use it in our studio we'll be able to have actual technology that's cutting edge for students to work on in a live environment. There's something I talk to, I work with a lot of companies that are multi-million and multi-billion dollar companies. And I consult with them. And the one thing I tell them all the time is when it comes to this end of things, the commercial element, the production element, you're going to be 10 years ahead. You have to exactly. be, because by the time your competitors start doing this stuff, you want to already have it in your wheelhouse. You want to already be part of it. You want to be part of the development process. And we're between Generation X and the boomer generations ourselves, you and I. But there's this new generation coming up, Gen Z, and they like to have user input. They like to be part of the development process. And when you realize that, that's your market coming up. They're graduating from high school. They're going into college. They want to be part of the development of things. That's yes. very important to them. And when we can capture that early on, guess what? You've captured the attention of that market. And when you're a business that's helped develop this type of thing, or you're utilizing that technology, you're already ahead of the curve. And what a lot of people don't realize is you have to be able to step up your game when it comes to video production, audio production, releasing short films. How many companies you see right now, they're literally, as their ads, releasing like 
very short films instead of just commercials. Absolutely, because it's interactive, because it's mm -hmm. storytelling. It's because that's the way that we can relate. That's the way that our young people relate right now is they relate through the stories. And think about all of the creative people that are on platforms like YouTube and those kinds of things. They're wanting to create their own project, create their own identity and have their own impact in the world. And these technologies enable them to reach out and find an audience for the things that they want to do and to impact literally millions of people by leveraging the communities that that we can build with these types of technologies. I look at limitations and when I look at influencers, we call them now creatives, right? Yeah. When I look at the commercial companies, when I look at universities and I look at just independent filmmakers, they're limited by the equipment, the technology, the space. And they're also limited by their own ability to reach into what's coming. When we look at the metaverse, that's going to be a virtual space. If I'm a business owner or I'm a film developer or I do tour guiding in Israel or something, I want them to be able to walk into the space. That would be very difficult to have cameras on location to film every aspect of the space to be able to provide something like that. So we have, like I said before, we have to think five to 10 years ahead. The metaverse isn't coming, it's here. And That's the production right. of what is already available sucks. <laughs> it's not good. And when we look at Oculus and the different VR technologies and things, those are the things that are going to allow us to walk into these spaces more realistically. I don't want to see a digital representation of a campfire. I want to see a campfire. Exactly. You want to right. be part of the environment. You want to be in it. You want it to feel just as real as if we were sitting by the campfire side by side. And those are the magical points when we intersect different ideas from education to video production, through publishing, through storytelling, through music, all of those different things. Those are the magic points when we work together that create things that have powerful impact. That's why I did a film, because we can bring all those elements together. We can bring together music. We can bring together visuals. We can... Uh, bring together sound. That's what people are creating now is multimedia productions that mm -hmm. are live streamed over the internet. So one of the things that we're developing for this is all the live streaming capability that will enable you to do live shows in a virtual environment and have a variety of sets and backgrounds and be able to move all over the place. We're already doing this now in our television productions. The great sports programs are all virtual platforms now with LED walls behind them and can move from one segment to another and they can show you in brilliant detail. The same technology that's being used in the control rooms of NASA enables us to bring the world into our living room. That's exactly right. And when I look back to when I was in high school, which was a long time ago, and I just remember thinking that movies could be so much better. Commercials could be so much better. Education can be so much better. How about yeah, this? Exactly. Therapy can be so much better. Oh. There's a lot of disabled veterans that are going through psychological therapy. There's a lot of people that need certain types of therapy, but they're confined to a wheelchair. This kind of environment allows to lend to the new VR spaces that are coming out to be used in therapy. And I think that's one element that's a big industry nobody really thinks about. So imagine if a company comes in and says, look, we're dedicated to the therapy of our disabled vets yeah. and we can create a virtual environment that's going to help them through the things they need to be helped through, taking them through different environments they need to go through instead of them just trying to picture it in their mind. They can live in the space 
They can yeah. see that space and you can allow that to happen and educate young people to start creating those kind of environments. So when I look at that, I'm looking at the commercial element and because I'm a business guy, always have been, right? So if I'm an investor in this, I'm looking at, look, I'm investing in startup capital, create this thing, but there's a model here that helps it continue to fund itself while lending to the philanthropic side of things, which I love. That is truly what a legacy project is. Without the capitalist side of things, you can't really keep something like that going because technologies change and things get a little bit more expensive and more intricate and everything. With that element of things, that really helps you grow it to a level that no other facility could really do because they haven't integrated all these different elements together. Exactly. It's the crossroads. It's the synergies that we develop that make these things special. And the leverage, being able to leverage all of these different communities that work together. It's in the crossover of the networks that we build larger and larger audiences and expose to people to things that they've never seen before and to possibilities that they've never seen before. You talk about virtual events and all of the things that can happen. I love putting on live events all over the country, but we can reach the people at a time with live casts right now and starting today, and we can cross-pollinate those communities. We want to tap into all kinds of programs that already exist and not modify their programs, but extend them, give them the capability to reach so many more people and to service the communities that they want to have developed. There are a lot of uh, communities that feel un underrepresented in these areas. And we want to be able to give them chances to equally be able to participate in all the exciting stuff that's coming ahead. And I've told companies for years, it's not about changing what you're doing. It's not about creating a brand new thing for your company or for your school. It's really about integrate and innovate. What you're creating, they can integrate into their current programs to create an innovative solution for the next generation coming up. And when I look at that, like, I don't know if people listening to this can see it. When I see that, here's what I know, okay, my mechanical engineering background. I used to work with what was called AI development technology, machine learning, right? And that's what all AI is today. Everybody calls it AI. It's machine learning. It's not AI, right? Yeah. When there is AI, you won't be able to tell if the business that you're working with was created by a person or by an artificial intelligence, yeah. okay? When there is AI, your competitors likely won't see it because they think that what they've been working with for the past 10 years was AI, so they're like, oh, we've already been doing that. And that's the same with virtual space and for a virtual filming environment. If you look at what Disney's doing, people don't see it. They're like, wow, these Star Wars and Mandalorian, all these things are so amazing. Look at the scenery they created. No, no, no. They were on a soundstage <laughs> with a, a really well put together virtual screen all around them. And they could change that environment with the push of a button. That's why they can put so much money into production and save on the scene development and the different locations they have to go to and all these different things. If you want a custom environment that you created from filming, you can send a video crew or hire a video crew from that location to film that whole thing and then bring it into this stage. And you don't have to transport the whole production crew everywhere. Most production studios today, they have props from 50 years ago. They keep recycling and keep moving around and it keeps taking up space and they keep trying to auction it off and they have to build another warehouse to hold yeah. yet another <laughs> stage of stuff. But then it's reducing the ecological impact as well. I'm highly into conservation. I see how much lumber, how much metal how many components are used to build these things that are later just cut up and scrapped and thrown into the bin. 
And I'm like, that's not necessary anymore. I don't even know if this was a purpose of yours, but the conservation element, just the impact on the impact project, it (laughs) covers a lot of different things. It covers education. It covers economy. It covers ecological impact and it covers innovation. Yeah, and human development. That's absolutely right. It's another tool for us to be able to create even greater impact by developing our skills and our talents and our knowledge and the cooperative kinds of relationships that we can build. I look at projects like this and I say, the reason most of them end up failing, which I know yours won't, because you have the right element there. Investors get involved, they invest so much money, it gets up and going and everything. But to keep it going, you have to keep taking from the well of investors constantly. But with that commercial element, that's going to enhance every phase by phase of development because you'll it'll be self-funding at some point. You'll still need investors. It's just the way it is. It helps when people donate, right? But you won't be reliant upon it. So getting investors in now helps you get to that next stage of development and allows you to roll out each of these phases. I think a lot of people look at this as, wow, it's so complicated. Luckily, they don't have to focus on how complicated it is, right? You got brains like yours doing that, but you're not going to try to release everything at once. You got to do a phase by phase rollout, right? It's step by step. My whole life is one step at a time and keep moving forward and upward. So who are you looking for, Ken? Companies, philanthropic, individuals? Who are you looking for? We're really looking for a number of things. I want projects that are going to be able to use this facility to create massive impact, whether it's a film project or it's a commercial project, to show off exactly what we can do with this brand new state-of-the-art production facility that will show off the possibilities so that people can see the possibilities. We want to work with schools and universities and educational groups and people that want to learn about these technologies and people that have creative projects. So we're looking for people who have creative projects they want to bring to reality and that a virtual production studio will leverage that way. And then we want to be able to extend this program in ways that create even better impacts. We want to work with NGOs and nonprofit organizations to leverage the things that we can build together to share our audiences and to reach our audiences. We're looking for a lot of different elements, but we already have a lot of these partnerships that are eager to do this right now. My steps right now are to find four or five films or commercial projects that can be completed and showcase this facility and to to get those people scheduled in and lined up for the moment that we are able to open up this studio so that we can have it producing amazing content on day one. And from that point on, be able to utilize those examples of what people have done to inspire and to train the people that are going to do these projects in the future long after I'm gone. I can see when you first roll this out that you're going to lead by example. You can have a walkthrough of the facility through virtual space. You you can experience it in real time. And that's the luxury of this. Now, once again, I'm going to go back to the commercial element because I always think that's important to self-fund a project. So when I look at certain companies and I'm thinking of the car companies, I'm thinking of the camping industry, I'm thinking of the experiential environmental type of industries that have to be showing scenery and showing walkthroughs of different places and things. You could take production time down from 
weeks and months down to days. The kind of packages that we put together really maximize the time in the studio. So we do a pre-production package that creates these environments and has them all set up before you ever go into the studio. And then on the day or days that you're in the studio, we can optimize that time so you can just go from one thing to the next. And then we package in a post-production package that gives you those deliverables, whether that deliverable might be a finished scene for a movie or a series of scenes for the movie that you can just plug right into your editing software and run with immediately or whether it's a package of commercials for an automobile manufacturer that wanted to show off their car in five different locations, but we were able to do that over the course of a day. Even film production companies that are on location in Philadelphia or Pennsylvania could always come to your facility and do a lot of their work there while they're on location in that area as well. New York, Philadelphia, Ohio, West Virginia, people don't have to travel back to the West Coast or over to the UK or wherever they go to do a lot of their production work. They could do it right there. And at lower rates, lower rates for talent and everything else and subsidies from the film commissions and all that kind of stuff. There's lots of advantages for getting out of Hollywood. And I can see just for locally in Philadelphia, Mike, God, what that would do for the economy. That's phenomenal. So Ken, who do you need? I need people that are visionaries and want to have an impact in the world. People that are interested in funding this project or developing projects that will fit into the studio and benefit everybody by the synergies that are available from having a world-class facility and to spread that to the world and to educate the future generations. So that's the kind of vision that I'm looking for. Right now we're around Christmas of 2022. I'm telling all my clients right now, we're moving into a very uncertain economic time in 2023. But that's a good thing for a lot of people that are starting something like you're starting because everything goes on sale, equipment, the things that you need, talent to come in. During those economic downturns, it behooves investors and companies to get involved in a project like this because everything is on sale. That's yeah. where it's going. People are like, no, things are more expensive. Wait, get ready. <laughs> okay. Even Warren Buffett, he's holding on to about $100 billion in cash right now. Yeah. To think about what he's going to invest in, because he says in 2023, 2024, everything will be on sale. Companies and investors need to start thinking that way. So yeah. coming into 2023, my thing is investing in philanthropic projects. It is investing in commercial projects and things like that. And you know me, I'm big on investing. So I look at those things and I say, right now is the time for investors to get into projects like this, because this is a project that will live beyond us. That's key. But I also look at those investors. If some of them are commercial investors and things like that, they can say, okay, I want to invest $10 million and I want to, I want to produce our commercial there. Okay. Come on and come on down and produce your commercial. We'll help you through it. And they can be the first movers on a very innovative technological space. That's not only going to help in their endeavors, but to help, like you said, impact the world, impact education and bring a new era of film development into this world that we've been sorely missing. And it's only been reachable by multi-billion dollar production companies at this yeah, point. Yeah, and this type of technology is on fire right now. Yes. Uh, the equipment manufacturers are telling me that the typical studio that actually gets up and launches, 
they're saying that equipment is being paid off in the course of months. Right. These are premium studios. These are technologies that people want right now. They're highly in demand, very rare. A, a year or so ago, there were only like five of these facilities in the world. That just gives you an idea of how how much on the edge of the upward curve we are right now. And I also look at the stop gaps in the industry as well. I've been pitching like different shows and things I want to do, and I have to pitch and pitch and pitch and pitch. And if it's not beholden to what the Hollywood industry wants, then I don't get it. I don't get to do the thing. I like to cut out the middleman as much as possible and just say, I'm just going to go talk to Ken and his organization. I'm going to do the thing. It's mine. And I've decided I'm going to do it. I'm going to produce it. This makes it within reach where those other avenues don't. I'm stopped by agents and this production thing and this contract or the trend that they want to proceed with or the political thing they want to proceed with. I don't have to worry about any of that. I can come and I can just do it myself. And I love that. The age of the independent producer is just on fire. Just looking at all the streaming platforms and the ability to create your own direct to the customer kinds of productions is incredible. Like I told you, I was doing a Roku show. I don't have to get approved for that. I don't need no, them to approve you- me for that. I just create it myself. I market that and say, you can get access to this by going here on Roku. I don't need any production studio overhead. I can do it because I have the production facility and I have the means. I have the channels to be able to stream it through. Right now, look at Paramount Plus and Disney Plus. I think they're really missing out on the fact that there's a lot of independent creators out there that they could bring in just like YouTube did, right? (laughs) And Twitter's going to do and like Facebook's trying to do and not doing very well at, I might add, right? (laughs) And bring in this whole new generation of producers that are creating quality work in a way that nobody else can compete with. And I'd even say Disney Plus and Paramount Plus and all these different streaming networks are going to have a hard time competing with the creator generation. It's like anything else. Good content will be aggregated and we will have trusted people that adjudicate that stuff. When you're overwhelmed with all of the content that's out there, we need to have a filter through which we can judge what should be viewed and what's important for our attention. But the coming together of a project like this allows us to aggregate the results of all of the people that are participating in this type of a project. So once you're part of this impact project and you're part of the impact family, there is so much more potential for exposure, for reaching audiences, than anybody would be able to do on their own. Working together, we can do a lot. That's it. And Ken, I want a lot of people to realize you and I have been on the internet since the 90s, man. We participated and produced everything. The online streaming, the podcasting, the YouTube stuff, the webinars. We started with teleseminars on the phone. Like we went (laughs) the gambit and we didn't just see this stuff happen. We were part of creating this stuff over decades. And that's what I see when I see you doing this. I'm like, finally, somebody that understands how this developed over decades and where it's spearheading to. That's the key to it. You don't want somebody in place. It's just, I think we're going to capitalize on the online streaming thing. Not capitalize on it. We've been in it for decades, folks. <laughs> so having a team in place that understands that element of it, the marketing element, the philanthropic element, you've seen a lot of us do 24-hour live broadcasts to raise money for earthquake in Costa Rica, many different yeah. things, right? And this takes it to a whole nother level. 
It's insane. So I'm going to stop talking about the possibilities and just let you leave us with some final words of wisdom and what you'd like for people to do next. If you see synergies and ways to use this technology in your creative projects, and if you see the value of investing in this type of a future, the global virtual production market size is supposed to expand at a compound annual growth of about 17.8% from 2022 until 2030. So those are the prime years for you to get in right now if you want to invest in this kind of a technology push and have real impact out of what you do. It's not just about making money. Everybody wants a fast return on their money. And this has some very unique opportunities to do that right now with the curve that we've got going. But, but the real impact is the difference that we make in the world because it doesn't matter how rich you are or how much you've done over the course of your life if you haven't made the world a little bit better by the time you leave it. I think we all want to have a significant life, have a life that matters. And this is an opportunity to do that because you'll be impacting generations of new people in the creative spaces and leveraging all the art, science, and technology that we have contact me. I'm available at Ken at any of my websites, Ken at Ken MacArthur, or any one of 5,000 ways that you can contact me. And I'm sure you'll put one of those ways below this recording somewhere. Let's <laughs> just continue the conversation, see what the synergies are and make it happen. That's it. All right, Ken, thanks for the talk. And folks, Ken's not creating the technology. It already exists. It's about creating a place that people can share in the development of this and to bring it to the world in a way to impact the world in many different ways not in just a commercial environment but in many different ways the sky's the limit if your imagination can think it you could probably do it ken thanks for the call really appreciate it thank you for being here you're the best of the best subscribe to this podcast, please go to KenMcArthur.com forward slash iTunes and be sure and leave a review and share it with your friends. It really makes a difference. The latest and greatest is always available at KenMcArthur.com. That's K-E-N-M-C-A-R-T-H-U-R.com.